2: Hello, you heroes, hawks, heralds, crows, pirates, and wardens. Welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast, where we unpack, discuss, and galaxy brain about all the lore behind the Dragon Age series.
1: We are so excited to bring you this podcast. Every episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Dragon Age universe, from character deep dives to exalted marches and elven gods. We will cover it all.
2: There will be spoilers. And always remember, swooping is bad.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast, where we talk about Dragon Age and its lore. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup.
2: And I'm your other host, Shelby
1: or She-Cup. And we are here for our monthly patron chat. So we have some of our first Enchanter Tier patrons here with us. And before we get started, I'm just going to let them introduce themselves. And I'm just going to go off the order of my screen. And so first up, we have the Crimson Knight. Hello, hello. Well, welcome. Welcome. And then we have Ambrosian hello, and Straythorn. Hi there. Hello. We're glad you all are here to talk about our topic, which SheCup will remind us of.
2: Yeah, but before I get into our topic, I just wanted to say welcome to Straythorn. I know you've been a patron with us for a while now, but I think this is your first ever patron chat. So I just wanted to um, say welcome and, and we're glad you're here tonight.
3: Thank you. I'm really excited. Uh, We, my D&D game is usually on uh, today. So uh, it was really nice to be able to, you know, take a step away from that on the DM. So so that's a little bit of a break.
2: (laughs) Yes. Every, Every DM needs a break from time to time. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. So our topic for today, unlike the meeting name suggests, we are talking about Dragon Age Dreadwolf speculations. Any ideas you have? Um, about characters, plot, settings, speculations, dreams, hopes, whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about. Um, and like we usually do, I figure for the first half of the episode before the midbreak, we can talk about things we want to see. Um, and then after the mid-break, we can talk about things we don't want to see. So with that being said, I think um, I also want to say, Basically, the floor is open, but if you have multiple things, we can kind of like pop around instead of you saying, like, "Oh, I have four things all at once." So does anybody want to start?
3: Yeah, I could start. go ahead so one of the things that I was thinking about I was like, well, what is the one thing that I would like really, really want to see in the next dragon age game um genuinely, and I know this is gonna sound maybe a little bit silly, maybe like a broken record for some people, but I want to be able to romance one companion, more than one companion at the same time. You know, mm. they took that away from us in Dragon Age 2. Uh, you know, you could only do very specific things In Dragon Inquisition wasn't there at all. You either were like in a romance or you were like breaking up and moving on to the next person. Whereas, like, I remember my first playthrough through Origins, I was unintentionally romancing both Morrigan and Liliana and Zevrin all at the same time. And then they quartered me, like, right before we were about to fight the High Dragon, being like, hey, you have to choose. And I'm like, what is happening? This Mm -hmm. is great. (laughs) I want more of that. (sighs) so what i'm hearing
2: is you want more chaos in your romances i do
3: i really do need (laughs) more chaos
2: (laughs) understandable for sure
1: um i can go next because i think mine is just a very basic need um, Mm -hmm. of dragon age Dreadwolf, and i need it to exist (laughs) okay I need it to be out. That is the only expectation I really have of the game at this point.
2: I mean, I get that. I get that. I do. Um, But here's something. If it was out right now, it would have to compete against Baldur's
3: Gate 3. So, you know, there's that at least. And let me tell you, I started playing Baldur's Gate 3. it is it definitely it definitely fills that void mm-hmm. right now. And so if yeah. Dragon Age 4 were to come out at any point within the next six months, it would flop. Like no matter how good that game is, it would not be able to compare to the level of storytelling within Baldur's Gate 3 right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely agreed. I am just waiting for Baldur's Gate 3 to come out to console. I need it like yesterday. Yeah, so, technically my Mac can run it, but I um I have like six gigabytes of space, left,
3: so that's not happening. No, no. You essentially, mean, if if you're gonna be running this on a laptop, you would just need like one laptop dedicated to Baldur's yeah. Gate Three. Yeah,
4: it's a it's a beefy game. Uh, my PC can run it, but uh that doesn't mean it runs it well. And I mean, I believe in Bioware, but that would be a huge competitor um so i agree (laughs) yeah
1: well yeah i was just gonna say you know as i say that i do not wish it was coming out i don't want it to come out this year actually um i just want some kind of like indication that it still exists
3: information yeah
1: yes uh because not only would it have to compete with Baldur's gate it would have to compete with Assassin's Creed Mirage. It would have oh. to compete with Starfield, which Starfield fans or Bethesda fans have been waiting for Starfield almost as long, if not longer than we've been waiting for Dragon Age Dreadwolf.
0: And not to mention next year, 2024 is the year of the dragon. So it'll literally be the Dragon Age. So we need it to come out in 2024.
2: That's amazing. I had not made that connection yet. My number one want which is an upgraded character creator, please, (gasps) for the love of God. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, I have some specific things I want with that. A, better lighting, but (laughs) that's not like the main thing. I think the main thing for me is the hairstyles. And, you know, for myself, I'm like, oh, I would love to have like, long braids or just long hair in general, complex updos, that kind of stuff, but I think even more important than that is we need better, you know, ethnic hairs. We need better black hair that's more than just a buzz cut or one single solitary dread lock hairstyle. So yeah. I really think we need better diversity in hairstyles and that's I think that would that would be a big upgrade in quality of life
3: improvement that would have a lot of goodwill with fans i feel like i agree that i I think is really big i mean we've all said through all games been like can we have more light when we create our character like from the first one to the last one all of them have been bad yeah and
2: even even inquisitions like was better for sure than the other two Um, but the lighting and the weird dewy skin and the makeup combination of those three things just,
3: you know, not the best. Yeah, the dewy skin made it look like you were sweating all the time.
1: I wonder if it's like an issue with that. The brighter the character creator, like the heart, like the more work your system has to do to render the graphics. And so I wonder if that's the reason, but I don't well, know. I'm not a graphic designer or a game designer. I,
3: from what I understood, especially with Inquisition, <laughs> it was that the environment that you start off in is the character creation. So like you're doing your character creation in engine. So, you know, you're in the fade, it's green, it's dark, it's shadowy. And then that's what ended up being the character creator whenever you first joined the game. And then whenever they introduce the Black Emporium, it's a little bit brighter, but it's because it's using the candlelight around the mirror to light up the character creation model.
2: Yeah, I think that's correct. And it's just a big difference when you go from the character creator into the rest of the game, because that's not the same environment.
3: Oh, yeah, it's like the first time you get to look at your character's face when they look up at the fade and they're just like, "Oh, like your whole face is lit up and you're just like, "Ah, oh, it wasn't what I thought I did.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, for sure. So um, yeah, mine is for sure better character creator. Um, are there others?
0: Um, well, I guess um, one thing that I want to see happen, which I think probably will. But if we don't go get to go to Kal like I will be very disappointed. Like I also want, like maybe not a dwarf companion, but a dwarf from Orzammar to travel to Kal with us because I kind of want to see that comparison. Like,
3: oh my god, right yes. there.
0: Maybe we could get Ogryn.
2: Maybe not him.
3: <laughs> no, I
2: completely agree. I completely agree. And um, I I wrote on my list what the F is going on in Kalshirak because that's what I want to know. Like, I want to know the lore behind it, but I agree with you. I would love to see that kind of like connection or meeting of dwarves from Orzammar and dwarves from Kalshirak because there's the potential for. You know, interesting lore, but also some
3: major conflict there. So I'm just very fascinated by that subject, too. I'm I'm super curious to see if they decide to write more information, more stories, more adventure based around Dwarven lore, Dwarven history, and also just what the Dwarves are doing for the past 50 years. Mm-hmm. Like, what have they been doing since Lords of Mars sealed the doors? Uh, everyone else is dying to know, except for apparently the people in the Dragon Age world. Thetas, they're like, yeah, it's fine. The Dwarves, we don't care about them. But it's, we're all outside. We're like, what is happening?
2: Yes, yeah, and I mean, I guess to Venter, they don't particularly care because
4: they've they already know. So, um, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Really quickly, and I think everyone would agree, um, Bioware, give me a dwarf romance, please. Um, oh, yes. But <laughs> my I just want to know more lore in general, which I'm sure a lot of people do, but a lot of these unexplored, uncharted areas, like the, um, I believe it's the sunless lands where it's essentially just like a frozen tundra and then the dinarks as well, the Tirashan forest. We need to explore that. What is going on in these forests? I want to know what's in there. I would assume there's elves there, but I just want to know more.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. And going along with that, one of mine was also, I am dying to know the origin of the kunari because, you know, there's this uh, theory that, that yeah. the Cunari were bred by basically elves and dragons together and I am dying to know if that is accurate or if there's another story, or you know, just what what is going on? Because there's a lot of a lot of hints and hypothesis out there, but not a lot of actual concrete evidence.
4: Yeah, lots of theories, lots of mysteries. I mean, it gives fan fiction writers a ton of wiggle room to come up with their own things. But also, who are the executors? Like, I just feel there's a lot of things that we need to explore that they haven't mentioned. All of these unexplored lands, and then they drop these executor people that are kind of scary, and then just don't mention them ever again.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. So, one thing that I'm looking forward to is seeing um, it's been a while since I've actually brushed up on my Dragon Age lore. Um, the Navarran Necropolis, is that is that what i'm thinking of
2: the Um, yeah that is a thing
3: yes yes i want to see if we can actually get a little bit because like you know the tevinter knights short stories really brushed like touched a lot on it and with cassandra also like constantly mentioning like oh you know my uncle he's uh you know necropolis mage guy uh, you know loves hanging out with dead bodies <laughs> I'm like, there's got to be more than just that.
2: Yeah, I'm very fascinated by the mortality as well, um for sure.
0: One thing I want to see is like a return to like the mage skill tree, more like what we had in Dragon Age Origins. Because I just want to be able to release a fire tornado on a bunch of enemies.
4: Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ooh, that makes me think, um, I also kind of miss how in Origins, you could, assuming that your um, skills and whatnot, or attributes, I forget the word for them exactly, were high enough for it, I like that mages could wield weapons. (laughs) That was a really nice thing. You didn't have to only wield staffs, or you could wield a dagger like a rogue, even if you weren't a rogue. That would be super cool because if you think about it realistically, I absolutely believe there are mages that are willing to throw hands up close versus just standing in the back letting the fighters take the
3: brunt. Totally agreed.
1: I just am laughing that none of us have mentioned solace or anything related to (laughs) solace well
3: you know you guys set it up where we would talk about the things that we didn't want after the break (laughs) we already know we'll get
4: solace in some form we just might not like it so (laughs)
2: this is fair
1: it wouldn't be an episode of this podcast if I didn't bring up solace
3: that's fair the one thing yeah absolutely the one thing that I I was holding off saying until the end the after the break was i would like to not have a shady mage character with questionable morals and ethics <laughs> if we could just have one game without that that'd be fantastic can i get like uh really like super cheery maybe even uwu girl who's like i'm a you know i'm a little pretty mage and i'm here to do magic and like that's it i'm okay with her even being just them being one-dimensional i just don't want to be the brooding genocidal type Fair. please
2: so again what i'm hearing is you want the templar warrior character to be the you know unethical broody type <laughs> Oh, (laughs) Um, yeah. No, I I agree. I think that that um, is a little bit of a trope now. And I think I said like maybe a month or two ago on the podcast, we were talking about dwarves or something. And it it may have even been you, Austin, like a long time ago. Joking about how we all expect the mage character to be the bad guy or the antagonist, and they're gonna make it the dwarf romance because we've all been waiting for it for so long. No, yeah. I, hope
4: I feel I hope like that. speaking of dwarves, if they don't say what happened to Volta, which I won't get into it cause just in case spoilers. But if they don't follow up on what happened in the descent, I'll be a little upset because you can't just drop all of that and then just leave it there.
2: That's fair. Um, I also was going to say, I know that we talk a lot about like we want combat. Well, some people want combat to go back to what it looked like in origins. We want mages to have more of a skill tree. Um We talk a lot about like going back to the style of origins, going back to previous iterations of Dragon Age. However. On a different note, something I really would love for them to introduce in combat, um, maybe as a new weapon or even as like a new combat type of some sort, would be spear combat. I think it's done really well in Assassin's Creed games, and I would love to see that in Dragon Age because mostly I love playing with a sword or playing with a spear in Assassin's Creed. So I would love to see that in Dragon Age too. And it's not too far out of the realm lore-wise, I don't think. Oh.
4: That would be interesting to see. I've heard some people say they want to see more, like, Dark Souls-type combat, which, as someone that has Elden Ring, I really don't want that. I, I've suffered enough. Um, yes. <laughs> but Spears would be nice. Yeah,
2: I don't want the super difficult combat. <laughs> like, I am. I'm not playing it to whatever the hell you want to call it power game whatever it is i'm playing for the story um so yeah for sure
3: we already suffer with the story (laughs) (laughs) yes i would say i would definitely leave that to the modding community like just have the game be the game with the scale tree and all that all that jazz and if someone really wants to have this play like dark souls i recently played inquisition fully modded and while i was searching for mods there were at least a dozen like elden elden rings um uh, mod for dai or dark souls mod for dai and i'm like okay like you do you but i'm definitely not going to be downloading that yes
2: correct <laughs> <laughs> um well does anybody else have any final things they want to add for wants and dreams speculations
3: in the positive realm um, I actually would like it's might be controversial. I would actually like more dungeon crawling. Mm. Um, something that I missed about origins was like, you know, going into the deep roads and going to fight dark spawn was a grueling task, but that's because it's part of the story. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be difficult to get in there. It's supposed to be difficult to get to the tags. You're supposed to get a little bit lost because everything looks the same and it's covered in dark spawn goo and i feel like we haven't you know uh dragon age 2 really missed the mark with repetitive maps and then dragon age inquisition didn't really have anything going underground other than the the descent dlc um i i want more of that story um and the dungeon crawling aspect of an RPG where you get to just be like, okay, like it's just me and three other people, and we're fighting for our lives as we try to reach our goal. Yeah, I, I think
2: that's fair. Oh, go ahead, Ambrosian.
3: <laughs> I,
4: I agree. I am another Deep Roads fan. The Fade, not so much, but that's <laughs> only the Fade mission in Origins. It's only the one in Origins because I hate the level with the rat. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I love the Deep Roads, and I feel like there's so much lore there. I feel like we brush over the dwarves a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to get back to the, the Darkspawn. That was the literal origin of the series, was the Darkspawn. And I know there's so many other issues they covered in the other two games. But I feel like to really hit the mark with Dreadwolf, aside from covering Solace and all of that as well, we need to get back to the Darkspawn, because... What are the wardens doing? So we oh. need to make them a good piece of the story as well. Oh, thank
3: you. That reminds me. I want griffins. That's what I really want. I want to ride a griffin. Yes,
0: <laughs> for sure. And that also reminded me, I would think it would be uh, pretty cool to see um, Aveline and the um, hawk sibling, if they were turned into a warden, uh, coming back with the wardens
2: that's cool yeah i think that's a good one too all right so let's go to the mid-break which i'm gonna turn over to austin
4: What makes your ram so special? Well, he's always brought the family luck. And his advice helped us make our fortune. Your ram offered
0: advice? How do you get your hair to do that, Dorian? With magic. With proper hygiene and grooming. Maybe all three of you should get acquainted. Kirkwall's not brown enough for me. But hey, no Darkspawn.
3: Bereldon wasn't that brown. The dirt and Mac gave it character. All
1: right. Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we take time to thank our patrons. So thank you to all of you who support us. A special thank you to our first patrons, Genesis and Lisa M. A special thank you to our Divine Tier patron, Kit. And a special, special thank you to our Nug King, Louis H., Thank you so much for all of your support. If you'd like to join us on these chats or just to support us in general, you can go to patreon.com slash DA Lorecast and sign up. If you want to come on these chats, sign up at the First Enchanter tier or higher, and you can come on the show with us once a month to talk about a topic of the patrons choosing. And then other than that, another great way to support us is to leave us ratings and reviews or comments on Spotify. If you leave us five stars and kind words or a kind comment, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. And we do have a review to read today.
2: Yes, I do. Um, This one is coming from Apple Podcasts, and it's from Angel, a.k.a. Chubbs. And they said, love the podcast, five stars. Hey, Dragon Age Lorecast, I love your podcast. It's great to hear the lore and you both speak out on it. I've been playing Dragon Age for a while and never really tried to learn the lore until I landed upon your podcast. And I always listen to it now when I'm working or any time I get the chance to. Thank you so much for that awesome review.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Another fun way to come hang out with us is to join the Discord. You can do that by following the links in the episode descriptions The Cups Podcasting and more. Come and hang out with us and do that. Uh, Other than that, we do have a announcement to make in that we will, you might've heard, you might've not, but we will be taking a break from this podcast after this episode. Um, We just have a lot going on and we will be taking a break for the rest of this month. And until our next patron chat in September, and so we'll still be around in the Discord, we'll still be around online, but we just not will not be releasing episodes in that time.
2: So you'll get to have two patron chats back to back, basically.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. Yes, and then yeah, uh, and the same is across the board for Assassin's Creed Lorecast as well. So, but. You'll hear it. If you listen to that,
4: you'll hear that on that episode. Yes. All right. Well, let's get back into it.
1: Have a care where your eyes linger, Alistair.
4: Yes. Well, don't worry. It's not what you think. I see. I was looking at your nose.
2: And what is it about my nose that captivates you so?
4: I was just thinking that it looks exactly like your mother's.
2: I hate you so much.
0: I was one of the crows you hired to kill the Grey Wardens. I thought you looked familiar. Well, I just wanted to report that I failed my mission, Loghain. You don't say. I'm terribly broken up over it. Hmm. Well, thank you kindly for informing me.
2: You fear barbarians will swoop down upon you.
0: Yes, swooping is...
2: Okay, so now we can talk about the things we don't want to see in Dreadwolf, which uh, we may have a longer list of these than the positive <laughs> ones. Uh, just frankly, we might. And that's
3: okay. So um, whoever wants to go first, be my guest, please. I mean, I think I already touched on it a little bit earlier, which is where I don't want uh, the Dragon Age tropes to keep troping. Um, with our uh, companion selections. You know, if we are going to have a mage companion, I don't want them to be uh, morally bankrupt or questionable. Um, uh, No more than the usual amount, you know? Like, if if it's, you know, a little bit of, like, oh, well, I have a chaotic origin, and so I have some questionable morals, you're like, okay, sure. So, like, sometimes you do petty theft. Fine. But not like, you know, blood magic and, like I said earlier, sir, genocide. Um, None of that, please. And on the flip side, to not have a uh, companion that is also on the other side of the spectrum that's like super hateful of magic and is super suspicious of it all the time. Um, I'm looking at you, Fenris uh (laughs) because we've already had that multiple times over i would like more complexity in these character uh backgrounds
2: i agree with that and i think it would be really cool if our mage companion was a magister um because obviously they're going to be super pro i love magic um naturally by the way of their background and how they grew up so i would love to see that that would be really interesting and give us a, a different perspective on magic i think so that would be a cool um change of pace
4: i guess i'll throw out as much as i love certain characters um and this this might upset a few people but i feel like it's time to let a few characters rest um, namely characters that have been in all three games. I could see maybe a cameo here and there or a mention of them, but maybe not having them be sort of more in the forefront like in Inquisition, you have um, Colin and Liliana who have been in more than one game. Pretty significant roles. You don't see them all the time. I wouldn't mind seeing them for a short bit in Dreadwolf, but I feel like it's time to just let them rest um let someone else stress out for the majority of the game
2: i feel that way about Varric. he's been a companion in two games and i know that he's narrating the trailers. so that's probably a pipe dream of mine but just let the man live like not everything is his responsibility um i know people i know people want to romance him but just let him rest and
1: write his books please
4: i, I agree right. i don't want a Varric romance
1: and honestly, to to that point in there, like especially the companions of Inquisition, like with the exception of maybe Sarah and Blackwall, all of them have huge responsibilities in the world of Thetis. Yes, and it's not likely that any of them could leave said responsibilities to do so. I mean, at least one of the, one of your three companions. And advisors is divine and then the other ones are advising and even if cassandra isn't divine she's still leading the seekers and so i don't think any of them would really be companions i kind of hope i want new companions because i mean with the exception of anders we have no repeat companions in dragon Age 2 they're all new and some of those are our favorites and I think that it's time to like, let new people have their story. And they have the whole thing that they said that they didn't want this to be like the chosen one story. And so I think it'll feel if you start bringing in these characters like Cassandra, like Varric, like Cullen, it'll feel more this is a chosen one kind of situation, because here are the important people.
3: That makes sense, especially since Inquisition is the chosen one story. Like, why, why rinse and repeat? Because that's not going to make that's not going to make a good story. Um, No. I one hundred percent agree that what I what I would like to see is um, new characters. I would like to be able to start the story off small again. Again, this is going back to origins where. And even Dragon Age 2, technically, like you start off as a nobody. You start off as, um, you know, somebody who's like the child of a noble house um, or in the slums or of Circle Mage. You know, I want this story to start off with a unique origin Um, maybe it doesn't have to be you know like seven different origins like the first game (laughs) but you know it can be like maybe choose one of three and then you can choose your race and class from there Um, and then you're also starting off in a smaller part of the story where you stumbled upon something or um, i would believe it's already been set up as the inquisition has asked you to help them um based off of the ending of the last game um but you know so it's maybe just that like you just joined the inquisition at the tail end of the inquisitors campaign and now the inquisition is expanded and now you've no idea what the heck you're doing so i'm hoping that it starts off as small and maybe you get to have connections maybe you get to have letters based on your choices getting sent to you from these important people but it's not going to be like oh they're showing up in person and like participating in the story
1: I think I'm going to be in a major minority and I want to purpose this. Like I do want more expounded skill trees, but I do not want this to look like, or feel like dragon age origins or even dragon age two. I think that from a gaming standpoint and from a success standpoint, like while we love those games, we have a nostalgia to them. But when you compare them with, where modern gaming has gone, they're very dated. Their systems of combat are very dated. And I would I don't mind the RPG companion, but I would also like a somewhat more reactive style of combat.
3: And yes. Inquisition is
1: kind of is kind of like that. And you know, you have like, like I want to be able to block attacks. Like I don't want everything to be basically done in a hit die Uh, and modern gaming has kind of moved away from that. So like the old RPGs used to be like basically remakes of the D and D system and every attack you would do would basically be like a a computer is basically just rolling a D 20 to see if you hit and you know, TOTOR is like that. Dragon Age origins is like that. Dragon Age two is like that. And even Dragon Age, Inquisition is like that but what modern gaming is and you really saw this change mainly you see it if you look at the comparison between Elder Scrolls Morrowind and Elder Scrolls Oblivion and that you can be standing there in Elder Scrolls Morrowind and swing a sword and it not do anything even though the animation looks like you're hitting that person whereas and so what they basically do is they go you know Every, your attack always does at least one damage. And so there is no like roll to hit. You're always, if you are, if you're lined up in the algorithm to hit them in the path of your weapon, you're going to hit them. The chance is, is whether or not your sword does one damage or eight damage.
3: Yeah. I mean, based off the skill tree that they released in their um, development updates, I think, I think they're going to deliver on that. I think it's going to be a little bit more fluid without it feeling like it's going back into old mechanics.
1: I really hope, I mean, I really hate the style of gameplay of let's dodge around and get one hit in and then keep dodging until we memorize Mm -hmm. the time. I mean, I love Elden Ring. I love Sekiro. I love, you know, all these styles of games, but that, that gets boring for me after a while. And, like, I find myself in those games because of the difficulty. I don't explore other styles of play. I find what works for me, and I stick with that 100%. And that's what gets boring for me. So I want some kind of middle ground to where, like, I want each class to remain unique in its own way and have its own advantage based on style of play so that I can experience the game differently, like, in all retrospects, like even with Inquisition, this is a big problem I have with Inquisition, is that whether or not you play as a rogue, a mage, or a warrior, the game's going to feel exactly the same. The way you play in combat yeah. is is going to be the same. I mean, it's really only if you're going to give a... Uh... Other than that, it's going to be move to one enemy's, use either the rogue's dodge roll, face step, or whatever, or charge to move around the battlefield. That's how you play Inquisition
0: one thing that I don't want is to just have a human in the character creation. Mm-hmm. Cause we, we had it in dragon age two and it was going to be that way in dragon age inquisition. So part of me is worried that they will do the, uh, just human, uh, character creation. And, with where this game is taking place in Tevinter, that would just be a huge, huge missed opportunity to be a Kunari um, or an elf in a city run by basically what amounts to, what I would amount to, human supremacists. hmm
2: yeah, I agree with that. That was one on my list. Like I really don't want to have the race limitations again. Also, another thing that I have on my list is I have like two major things. I do not want guns or any kind of mechanical weaponry whatsoever. It's just not the setting for me. Like fantasy should stay fantasy. Don't want that. Um, and then the other thing is, I um I don't want everything to revolve around elven lore. I don't want the narrative to be the elves did everything bad in Thetis, and all of our problems are because of them. I don't want the story to end up that way. And I think it had a tendency to feel that way at the end of Inquisition and Trespassers specifically. So um that's something that I would like a little bit more lore in Hunari and Dwarven, and honestly, even human um, history to to come on the scene in Dreadwolf. So, those are my two things.
4: I agree. I mean, we have, especially with humans. Obviously, we've we've seen the Avar, um, we've seen some other humans, but there's others that we really haven't explored. I mean, there's the Chasen. We haven't mm-hmm. really Explored them and then further south, there is apparently another group of people um, that the Chasen won't even engage with. Uh, We haven't heard about them really at all. So and humans in other areas. Um, So I I kind of agree. Of course, everyone wants to hear and see more of the Elven lore and we kind of have to because it'll tell us what's going on. But I also don't want it to just 100% revolve around just solace and all of the lore surrounding him and the other um, elven gods.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with that, um, for sure. Oh, another thing I thought of is I um, really hope they fix um, the noodle arm syndrome and the guy <laughs> wear butt wiggle. Please, <laughs> neither of those, for the love of God. Like, why does Commander Shepard why does cassandra have like skinny ass little noodle arms like that makes no logical sense to me so that's just a pet peeve of mine
3: yeah i want she should be built like a brick house yes yes uh i'm actually kind of surprised we didn't talk about animal companion uh because yes. a lot of people yeah a lot of people really miss it in inquisition oh um i think i would like to see an animal companion i just don't want it to be a companion slot like origins i want it to be like an accessory um either one that's just literally an accessory that they just walk around with me they don't even have to participate in combat you know they just, <laughs> yes. just gotta they just be there um so that way like it opens up again more little dialogue options and things like that um but yeah i think that's really the only other thing that i can think of
0: And I don't want horse riding if it's going to be as bad as it was in Inquisition. Oh,
3: Mm -hmm. well, they came out saying that the horse riding doesn't actually go any faster when you sprint. It just looks faster.
0: (laughs) Right.
4: Don't want them, and I don't think they will change it, but I don't want them to change how, like, for example, when you're in Inquisition and you make certain decisions and party members disagree, even if they're not there with you, I don't want them to change that. Um, I want that to stay the same, because if you think about it logically, let's say you're out doing something and you have the choice to make a mage tranquil because they were a little out of control, a little wild, and you choose to do that. In my mind, at some point, your companions who weren't with you, they're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might take Agreed. a while. They might find out after you get back. Maybe they find out before you get back. But logically, it makes sense that they're going to find out and them finding out later instead of being there witnessing it doesn't mean that their reaction is going to be any um, different.
1: True. Very true. That's a good one. Yeah. If you just want to share where people can find you to talk to you or if you have any like things that you're working on that you want to plug, you can do that. We'll just go in the same order. So start with Crimson Knight. Um, Crimson Knight on Discord. And then Ambrosian.
4: I'm version on Discord. Um, I'm friendly. People can message me if they want to play games, see if I have it, that sort of thing.
3: And it's Straythorn. Hello, I'm Straythorn. Um, I'm Straythorn on Discord. I'm also Straythorn on Twitch. I do have a YouTube, it only has one video. It's not even complete. Um, but you can find me, I'm actually streaming tomorrow with my fiancé, uh, Jort. Um and we are going to be actually playing Baldur's Gate 3 and I will also eventually be streaming it's twitch.tv slash straythorn with an E um, I'll also be streaming Dragon Age whenever it comes out so thank
1: you all for being here a special thank you to our Nug King patron Lewis H and thank you all for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. cast we'll see you in a month Thanks for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at da lorecast.
2: If you have any lore questions, topics to unpack, or side character suggestions, join our CUPS podcasting and more Discord server. It's easily the best place on the internet. You can also support us financially through our Patreon. You can find us there on patreon.com slash Dragon Age Lorecast.
1: The Dragon Age Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network, For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode description.
2: If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. We'll see you next time.
0: Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the Lands Between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Mikela. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? easy either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now bookmark the show for later and we'll see you in the lands between again that's the Elden archives from soft Lorecast, available everywhere